you a mic, I think. Robot but, and the know. bear. Robot and the bear, 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 robot and the bear. We're on. 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 That's me. AKA Designer Con 3D Retro. AKA. <laughs> so uh, we're live. Yay. We're live. Yeah, we're live. Uh, Robot and the Bear, episode number 34. Yes. And um, we're in the office, an uh, office. Uh, Who's, whose whose phone, phone is that? Oh, oh my Luke. God. Sorry, I'm turning oh. off the sound. Ruin the momentum. So which office are we in? That's uh, a good question. We are in the, uh, we're technically in the offices of... Uh, Designer Con and 3D Retro and my other company, USA Pay, and we're actually using the CTO's office right now. Wow, because that, that is the chief technology officer for all of you at home. Yes. Because you don't know what CTO means. <laughs> That's my I, I had no idea what a CTO is. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. And yeah, he, I'm a genius. he was nice enough to, um, to loan us his, his office and let us use it for recording. Because yes. mine's a complete and utter mess. Oh, but it's an amazing mess. Thank you. An amazing mess, yes. So, um, like we, well, again, we have um, guest Ben Gretzky. He is the owner of both 3D Retro, the last standing art toy store in Southern <laughs> wow. California. Wow. As, as Eric is sitting right there. Uh, we're not quite a... No, that, no, no. Yours is specific, man. Yeah, it's no. kind of amazing. No, he, uh, Eric yeah. is like an art bookstore with... Some tchotchkes. Yeah, but (laughs) right before we started this, Eric reminded me that how amazing or how long his store has been involved. Yes, but the thing is, the art toy thing has died, and he let it die. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, you are a a smart man, Eric. (laughs) You are holding the flame. Actually, you're the smart man because... um, there was a thing called USA ePay that you do as a day job, <laughs> which was uh, probably a, a good way to go rather than just diving into toys and calling that your career. It, it does yeah. pay the bills. Yeah. Can you, can you, before we get way into it, can you talk to us just a little bit about USA ePay? I yeah. Mean, it doesn't have to be a commercial or anything. But, no, no. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a company that's, uh, I, I started with my brother 21 years ago. So we've been doing this for a while. But just the, gist of it we're a credit card processing company but uh so basically as as a credit card processor like what does that mean um if you are a business and you're using either a credit card terminal or you're using a shopping cart or you're using your mobile phone these days you have to have one of our companies which is called a payment gateway in the background to process it and we're one of those companies we service over a hundred thousand merchants nationwide right now and uh, it pays the bills. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah. so cool. you did this before internet then, right? We did 21 it. 21 years ago. We, we did it just as we were one of the very, very, very first payment gateways. Because I remember back in 96, before the company, before this company, I went to Internet World. And that's when we came up with the idea of what was called real-time credit card processing, which was like the idea that somebody puts in a credit card on their website or on your website, whatever the company is, and you push a button and it processes it right away. Instead of like, hey, if you want to order this, call this number and we'll take your credit card over the phone. So we were like one of the first ones to do it and it like blew people away. 
But the company that we did it with back in 96, there were other partners involved. So in 98, my brother and I were like, screw this. We're going to go do it ourselves. And out came USA Pay. Wow. So I think giantrobot.com, we had credit card processing somewhere like in 90, God, 96, 97. Around yeah. There. We actually had it. So probably one yeah. of the first ones. Very, and Very early. Yeah. yeah and very... it was like us and AuthorizeNet. That was it. AuthorizeNet. That's who we used. <sighs> used our competitor oh man i'm sorry <laughs> oh it's fine but i it remember like was authorized net yes but we it. were we were processing for people like coop uh-huh. back at like his very first store coop uh mm-hmm. and like shag oh man where were you we needed you badly we didn't know what the <laughs> fuck we were doing we you were know? here we were local we, we needed, were we needed your help man we were we were suffering at that time well we can still help we're yeah. still around and we got right. a lot of more cool stuff so cool. it's all good Nice. But enough about that. Yeah, yes, but I, yes. I love talking about that. I don't know why. <laughs> let's go, credit let, card processing. I love it. Let's dive. <laughs> let's dive into top fives. Did, uh, you, did you get my message about? Top I got five? your message about top. I don't like. I don't know. Top five. Top five. What? Top five. How about? How about? Well, we could just give them one. Uh, top yeah, five. give me one. Well, t- what about top five best decon moments from your beginning of decon to now? But, oh, okay. Well, think about it while we re- review ours. You know, we, we usually do a top five every week kind okay. of thing, you know, because we, we do it weekly. So it's like, all right, this week, these are the things that like made me like either super, super stoked or super like not stoked. Sure, you sure. I, I, I can think of top five decon moments. I can do that. Okay. So, or, uh, or you could be the top five lowest decon moments. Uh, that might be even more fun. <laughs> You know, that could, yeah. that could be fun, too. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's the good shit. Let's keep it positive. All right. So, um, shall I start this time, Eric, or do you want to start? <laughs> you must start. What do you, what do you got? Are you not even ready yet? You're not <laughs> no, even ready yet. No. Okay. Um, Are people, like, watching and asking questions, by the way? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, oh, maybe. No, not yet. Okay, not yeah. yet. Come, come on. And people are usually kind of used to us coming on pretty late. You yeah, know, they we're way early. So yeah, hardly, yeah. But you know, it's okay. But it doesn't matter. People, people hop on. Yeah, nice. So, um, okay, um, my I'll start with. I saw Parasite, the um, the Korean movie that everyone's calling the best movie of the decade and I all this other crap. Never heard of it. It's good. It's, okay, it's not the best movie of the decade. It's probably not even the best movie of the year. It's oh. probably not even the best movie of the month. Wow. But it's really good. Okay. So um, it's Korean. It's this, it's kind of, it's this weird class war-ish kind of movie where like these, this really poor family, like slowly they, like each family member starts getting hired into this rich families, like not realizing that they're, hire, they're hiring an actual whole family, huh. you know, and, okay. and then like, you know, by act three, shit goes crazy, you know, and... Wow. So, yeah, okay. I, I, I highly recommend it. Um, is it subtitled or? Yeah, it's subtitled. Oh, okay. I, I do not. I am not Korean, and I do not understand Korean. Well, maybe the, I don't know. Maybe they like maybe all Asians sub, just... subbed it or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yes. Or it is subtitled. Dubbed it or is it the term? I guess. Yes. Yeah, that's by Bong Joon-ho, right? The, yeah, the yeah. one who did what's that movie? He the monster one he did that people liked. Oh, the one about the big old super pig thing animal. Is oh, that... that's that's Okja. He did that too. <laughs> oh, right? I get. But it. he also did that one that was like the creature from the ocean. It was like. A, oh yeah, like that's like him too. All your favorite Korean Netflix films have. Yeah, he's done their a lot. science fiction show. Yeah. You know, are by him. Yeah. But this one is like pretty different because there's no CG creatures in it. So, oh. you know, 
Um, my number two is um, I saw the musician Richard Devine play uh, perform on Saturday. He is a I don't know an experimental electronic musician. You know he, you know I've been following him since 1997, and he's still like going strong. And he's been doing this modular synth thing where like you know you you see like those gigantic old style synths where you have wires plugged in all over the place. It's all analog and his it was a brutal like <laughs> <laughs> a brutal show okay wow. you know uh, where did you see him i saw him in this little like club in like just like near koreatown so huh. yeah is I, he famous like uh, in that genre i've never heard he's of him. pretty popular in that genre but like i could say this eric you would definitely not like his music. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like Japanese noise music or something? Like, Almost, but more rhythmic. Oh, you know. Oh, that's horrible. Then <laughs> you gotta go to the extreme and just have noise, like static. I've seen Merzbao, like Merzbao, like yeah, yeah. Masana and all sure. that good I've, stuff. I've seen a lot of that. Well, and, it's it's, uh, it's not like that. Wh- it. It's not like that white noisy, but it's very polyrhythmic. <sighs> and, oh, you come know. on. I, I, That's I for doubt I would like that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds no, awful. I, I do not see you liking it either. No, but not. it is my number two. Did, um, you, did you dance around? Like, what do you do? Uh, I <laughs> like, like, bobbed my shirt, head. T- I, take your shirt off and dance? Yeah, you know, I buried my head in a speaker, took a fistful of ecstasy, and wow. like, you know, called oh, it a night. Wow. Nice. No, I didn't do yeah. any of that. Have you ever seen... So going to like raves, rave time from a while ago, have you ever seen people actually like... like They kind of climb into this weird space in a giant speaker? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen people do that. Like, what are they doing? They are like getting off on the bass. Oh, my God. And they're like in the speaker, literally inside. Yeah, the they're, they're, hump, they're the speaker humping, you know? It's, and it's, then it's they go deaf the next day? Or yeah, what? yeah, you, you oh, go deaf. You I've know. seen that and I'm like, what the hell? No, okay. Well, it, then you like also take your teddy bear pants and like your teddy bear pants kind of block off enough of the sound to save just a certain portion of your hearing. Oh no. I I I have not You never this. you've never went to raves like in the like back in the day? I have been to one rave uh and I was a vendor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me too. There you go. Yeah. I, I know this. I sold water at a rave. Oh, I wish I had sold water. I sold water and then like I walked around and like what the fuck and why is this guy inside the speaker and it, all the shit. Uh. It was for 3D Retro. We were there selling toys. <laughs> oh my god. And oh. it was I can tell you right, it was called it, they still throw it I think. It's called Nocturnal Wonderland. Okay, I've heard of that one. In San Bernardino and they they we set up a tent and we brought all kinds of blind boxes and toys. We loaded up like a van and we did not sell a damn thing. Of course. Yeah. And then all the plush toys, one security guard came up to us and literally grabbed all the plush toys and said, you're not allowed to sell these. And he just grabbed them and walked away and we're like, what just happened? <laughs> Whoa. And then everybody oh would God. come up to us with, with in regards to the blind boxes and they're like, are these candy? <laughs> and we're like, no, they're not candy. And... We would have made a million dollars if we had sold candy. <laughs> you would have. Yeah. You were selling candy or water. Right. Or yeah. glow shit. And then <laughs> I remember after we would tell them it's not candy, some people would say, well, is it okay if we just suck on them? Oh. And we're yeah. like, no, it's not recommended. These are like poison vinyl figures. Like you're not supposed to put them in your mouth. Whoa. And then they're like, oh, Okay. <laughs> They were just so sad. Wow. And we're like, why are we here? This what? is awful. And <laughs> I just remember like we were there until like 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning. 
we packed up everything back into the van. Nothing sold, basically. And we're like, this was a waste of our time. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Defeated. Defeated. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So my number three is the Joker movie. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. God damn it. Oh, let's ruin it for him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, guess what? Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. Is the Joker. He's the Joker. <laughs> He's not <laughs> Batman. He becomes Batman, too. <laughs> no, okay. but like, um, yeah. um, how, was, did you, how, how did you, have you not seen it yet? We're doing the podcast right now. I was going to go see it. So. Oh, no. so it's our fault. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I, I walked away like totally stoked about it. Yeah. I like, was, I've heard nothing but good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, I walked out of there thinking like, wow, that was really good. I'm going to go kill someone. But now. at the same time, it's <laughs> too real. Nah, nah. No, like, you know, like this could really happen. You know what? The, 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 the laughing thing is re- a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we ruined that. that yeah, well, that's, that's, that's that. Yeah, yeah, the laughing thing. I don't even know what that. Yeah, you'll is. see. Never mind. You'll Never see. mind. We didn't say anything. So somebody laughs in the Joker movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Should we say like spoiler alert? I mean, what are there's people watching? Well, no, like, but like, I'm not. I don't think you're spoiling the movie. That I'm just hearing that, that, that there's laughter in it. Yeah, there's I'm, laughter. I'm not. I'm not. I'm the, not. There's uh, laughter. It's not a spoiler. Right, thing. right now, I'm sitting here going, "Well, okay." There's probably like anger too. So yeah, there's yeah. An anger. There is anger. Yeah, there's yeah. anger. You're not stuff. spoiling it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's and, not a spoil. And, and is he an incel? Yes. Yeah, I'm right. I I'm I would that, say I'm, he is an incel. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, okay. I figured that. You know, out. because like the incels are all up in his joint. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I figured so. Like, this is oh, all yeah. like what I can get from a trailer. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, you just need to watch a trailer, and you you get the like he lives with his mom. Yeah, he's, he's an incel. I got yeah, it, man. Yeah. So there was a lot of. Um, it's an incel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, fan theories that I read after the movie, mm-hmm. and some of them I heard like. I, I like as I read, I'm like, wow, that that could really be like, like his relationship with his mother, mm. like certain things about that. Like we can't talk too much no, about no, it. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll yeah, we'll we have gotta, to we gotta do keep this on. All right, here we go. Uh, number four. Number four. Watchmen. I haven't seen it. Oh, I saw wanted, it. I wanted to. Why haven't but, you seen it? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like two days ago. On, it was the, you're talking about the HBO yeah, one, the right? HBO one. I haven't seen it. I wanted to. I think. I think I was just too tired on it, Sunday. It, it's obviously like an offshoot from the movies. You know? How close is it to the movie? Um, they reference all the, the there, there's a there's a quick scene where they show like a bunch of like kind of like drawings or you know of the characters mm-hmm. and they look more like the movie the the ones that as they were featured in the movies like is, the old characters. Is this pre or post? post. Post takes place in 2019. Oh, so it's t- today. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. all that stuff's happened, and Rorschach's dead, and all that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I don't. I mean, it. like, I, none of the movie characters have shown up yet. Mm-hmm. But like, they do hint on what's his name, the blue guy, at, 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 oh, in a, in a uh, trailer. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, do- Doctor Manhattan. Man- Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan. Doctor yes, Manhattan. Thank you. They they do uh, for the second episode. Trailer. Have you seen the boys? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I like the boys. Oh, I love the boys. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I, like good. I was very surprised by the boys because I remember like the first like tw- fifteen minutes I was watching the boys I'm like oh, it kind of reminds me uh, of the Watchmen. Yeah. And then like you know by the twentieth minute I was like okay this is nothing like the Watchmen. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more brutal. <laughs> you know? So but so, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it's 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 interesting. I I mean like yeah. I 
I'm very interested in seeing how this um, series evolves. All right, I'll have to watch. And my number one. That was number one? Oh. oh. What is that? It's my very first fucking bear brick. Oh. Compliments of Designer Con. Luke Chu has wow. a bear brick. <laughs> Luke Chu has a bear brick. Yay. Day. Applause, applause, everyone. Applause, wow. yay. I'm, I'm so happy about this. This is the first time. I, like, I mean, obviously, I, I designed it. But right. like, you know, this is my first time like, seeing it in the flesh. And I'm totally stoked about it. And we'll talk about this more as the show goes on. Awesome. Damn. Very cool. Very hot. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to follow up with this really weak top five. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> number five, um, a new album by The Muffs. The, you know, uh, lead singer Kim Shattuck just passed away recently mm-hmm. while she was um, ill with uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, wow. Um, oh. She actually made this album with her band, and all the way through, she even had like a person play guitar for her and all this kind of stuff. But she made this album, and she passed away, what is it, about three weeks ago? And the album just came out yesterday or day before yesterday. And um, awesome stuff. Really wow. great. But it's one of those things that's so, super heavy that she made this while she knew she was dying. So oh, that, wow. that was her pact was that she was going to finish this album. And uh, A yeah, lot of artists are doing that. Like, didn't David Bowie do that? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, what is it? You're uh, right. Yeah. David lot, Bowie yeah. totally did that. Yeah. And she, I, I just know that was one of the, because I read an article that uh, the drummer wrote and said that she knew that this was happening. She thought it was like carpal tunnel at first because her hands were starting to get weird. Uh-huh. And then she, re- and they, they kept saying, ah, it's just, it'll be fine. You're just going to like, you know, just get some therapy and work it out. And then she came back. I guess the story was that she went to a doctor and there, it runs in their family. And then she found out it's ALS, right? Oh, wow. And then she knew like right there, oh my God, this is going to be bad. And then she said, yeah, this, the whole thing was she wanted to make that final album. So the, Final album just came out like three weeks after she passed away. Nice. Really sad stuff, but uh, yeah, mm. I just got the album. Is it good? Yep. Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> so um, you said Watchmen, so I'm going to take that out, but I'm going to replace it with Mr. Robot, which is a show I like. Oh, final season. Uh, final season, yeah. And uh, oh. first, uh, I guess, second episode. I missed the second one, but it you know, just aired yesterday, I guess, so or two days ago. And uh, first episode was fun, and um, it's going to be a good season. So, how many seasons is it now? Five, I think. Yeah, five or six. Oh. Five. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. So, I um, wanted to watch it. I never got into it, and then like by the next thing I know, it was like already second or third season. I'm like, uh, that's a fun show. Yeah, I've, I've only watched like one or two episodes, and oh. I, I liked it. Or maybe I've seen the first season. I don't remember, but like, I kind of need to like get back on that. Yeah, so. awesome stuff. Okay, so um, number three. Um, I, I just was starting to look for photos because I actually photographed a lot of bands and stuff long ago. So I have a few negatives missing. So I started looking for it and uh, I got really excited that I found, fo- I found a magazine that I, photo- I shot photos of the staff of uh, id or ID, the software company. That, oh. Oh. So it was during their making of Doom 2. And, <laughs> and so this is like 93 or 4 and I went to like Texas and I photographed those guys who are now like, you know, probably close to being billionaires. At least one or two of those guys are. Right. Like that's, that's like right. the ID. Kind of, it kind it of. Yeah. 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 So I actually went to Irving, Texas. Uh, I think it's Irving. And we went to, you know, I went to the offices and these were like at the time, this is in nineties or no, I'm sorry, 94 maybe. And they were young mm-hmm. uh, and they were making, what is it? I forgot the number. It was something like millions were coming in every week. Cause doom was so hot, like millions of dollars every week. And uh, these guys were like living in apartments, you know, like bachelor apartments, and, uh-huh. and but they had Ferraris. Like they were, they didn't know what to do with their money. <laughs> they, were, they were too young. They didn't know. So one guy had two Ferraris that was parked outside. He said, didn't even have a garage. 
and they parked outside and he lives in an apartment. Uh, you know, another guy had a Ferrari, lived in an apartment. Like, none of them lived in houses yet. They just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Well, let's not buy a house, but let's buy two Ferraris. Yeah, they, they just had so much money, <laughs> okay. you know, like out of control. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that was really fun. That's number three. Uh, number two, uh, I want to talk about is uh, a crazy thing happened. So, I mentioned that I'm in the neighborhood council in my area. You know, we service, like, technically, we represent 30,000 people. Yeah. I was elected. And um, so, but the thing is, when people get elected, they're not always um, vetted that well. Because, you know, you're talking about neighbors voting for people, and they don't know who they are. It's mm-hmm. not like there's a paper trail of, you know, our current president or, you know, any past president or anything like that. There's no paper trail. Nobody knows. You're just going by their name and their statement. Okay. So one guy got in, and uh, turns out he's been maybe not telling the truth. He's been stealing stuff, <laughs> I think. You know, I don't really want to like blame, but it, uh, definitely was caught with um, a power cord coming out of the office, going to a car in the parking lot, um, like like all kinds of <laughs> nutty stuff, and it, you know, like it's really just devolved into. So like, what you're saying is you want me off the board, um, <laughs> or something, man, or I need to leave the board. It's out of control. But just like you know, these are we're elected officials, and there's like this kind of crazy stuff going on that's out of control and weird. So. I don't know. We're, we're, we're working through it, but I just got to, that's kind of what, man, unfortunately tax dollars go to this. I, I believe, right? Like there's a hundred neighborhood councils in LA. We get a budget from the city wow. and, and there's a hundred of them. So there's a lot of money going into this. And then you have like kind of this really unbalanced, uh, are you system. paid or I'm not paid. You're a volunteer. No, I'm technically okay. a volunteer, but uh, we are elected. I mean, there's people coming to vote for us and stuff. So it just shows you how out of control that is. And I always think, they could just close this and maybe we'll be better off. You know, like we just close all the councils, just be done with it because it's, it's this really weird thing. I'm not sure if it's working. If you can mm. convince a, the city of Glendale to close theirs, that would be great too. Do they even have one? Is this, this isn't LA, LA City, right? Oh, no. you, you've got issues with the city council. <sighs> so this isn't LA City, right? I don't, no, you know, no this is, zone. We, are, we are in Glendale. Yeah, okay. So, but Bur- was Burbank also its own city? They have Burbank, Burbank Police, is its, its own, own city, city too. right? Yeah. yeah, so this is all out of our area. But there are like... I believe parts of the valley, a lot of this valley area that are, they, have, they have neighborhood councils. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all out here. Van Nuys, all these areas have them. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is we're kind of like the ugly stepchild of Glendale. We're, we're right on the, like the butt crack of it. Oh, so right. Cause literally you walk a block and a half down and you're in Burbank. Uh, so y- you've got the worst of the services because you're on this. Edge. Nobody cares. Yeah, about us. yeah. Yeah. That's how it is with our neighborhood council too. If you're on the edges, you get no attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. We, I'll admit that you're, you're screwed basically. Yeah. If we were next to the yeah. Americana, we'd be getting so much love, sure. but we're not. So it. yeah, it's Damn okay. It. But this is like an oasis. So it's rad. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Number one, Aco Castuera show begins Saturday at giant robot two. Yay. 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 Yeah. Sculptures galore. She's amazing. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's my top five. All right, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Got any <laughs> ideas now? Well, you asked me what top five decon moments, or, so or, just top, top or, five. Top, or, or lowest Whatever. ones, like yeah, yeah, or <laughs> no, just top five, or just things that in, in general. Let's, like, let's speak to uh, top five decon moments. I like that. That's okay. actually because you know this is a decon episode. So, sure. All right. Uh, so, what do I do? Start with number five. Sure. Let's see. Number five. Uh, well, we can't. Kevin's going to help me here. That's okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, oh gosh. Well, let's see. Uh, you think that one number five? Okay, so we're we're saying number five was the move from Pasadena to Anaheim. Mm. It was big. 
It was a big, big, big thing for us. Yeah. And some of it may, some people may think of it as a bad thing. Yeah. But we actually see it as a good thing. I was going to say, maybe it's a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good thing. Okay. It's a good thing. Um, because this might lead into number four. But wait, what, do we get to know why? Why is it a good thing? Yeah, sure. Because of the, the amount of space and like just all the stuff we're able to do in Anaheim that we couldn't in Pasadena. Well, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I what, in your last year in Pasadena, you yeah. were literally like a third of, or at least maybe like a good chunk of the, yeah. you, know, you know, vendors were moved to a separate building. Yes. You Hall know, C. You yeah. know, and like that, like. That was, I mean. Some people the, feel alienated. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, the fir- that was the second year we did Hall C. Mm-hmm. And like the first year, it was like it was. I mean, I don't want to say it was a bust, but a lot of people in there felt it was a bust. Sure. Even though you know Paul Frank was in there, for instance, and things like that. But um, the second year we had Hall C, it was packed mm. in there, like so packed. Right. And that's actually one of the problems we had the last year in Pasadena. We were just busting at the seams. It didn't matter how much space we had already in Pasadena. We just maximized it and. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but the lines. Were, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Around, That's not true. just around the convention center, around the block, down, down past the convention center, out into the street. Like, it was long. But yeah. the, the thing, too, was that um, I, I remember from its development, uh, there was a certain crowd that would come, uh, you know, like they would, they would show up. But then I think the last year in Pasadena, it was just like randoms. Like, like they yeah. weren't, they weren't. They, they didn't necessarily know anything about what's going on, and they were still coming. Yeah. That means you're getting, like, the gen- general, you know, yeah. general family or something. We're yeah, just trying they, to come. They, we, we did our marketing so well that they were like, let's go check it out. We heard about this uh, on the radio or commercial or, yeah. you know, billboards or whatever it was. So, yeah, we got a lot more people. Yeah, because mm. I started seeing people. I'm like, you're into this? And they're like, well, we don't know. You know, it was like that. We're just here just to check. People, yeah, just people I recognize. I'm like, I know you. You're not into this. And they're just like, well, you know. I want to see. And, and I'm like, wow, that's awesome that you even knew about this and you're here. So. You know that we actually had yeah. people show up that year that were like regulars and they showed up in the afternoon thinking that, oh, okay, I, I can just walk in like I usually do. And they saw the line. Oh, wow. And they came up to the front and they're like, I want my money back. Oh. I'm not going to stand in this line. I'm like, really? Like it goes fast. You'll be in in about 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. And they're like, nah, I don't have time for that. Just give me my money back. Damn. Oh. So I'm like, oh my god, we gotta fix this. No refunds. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, yeah, we, yeah. So, so that's that's number five. Moving to Anaheim, that's, that that's helped all, a lot. That's okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, number four, greatest moment uh, when we, uh, I would say, when we closed the deal with Medicom, that was huge for us. Yeah, you've been traveling to Japan lately. And I have, and uh, that's how we kind of got that done. Whoop whoop. Yep. And so what is the deal with Medicom? So we, we, were, we were trying to get Medicom to be part of the show for years. I mean, clearly Medicom Toys is like a huge player in the, the collectible toy game and art, art toys and all that. And one of the things was, and this kind of relates to number five, is that we just didn't have the proper space for them. Because when you work with a company like Medicom, you either go big or you don't go at all. You yeah, know? that makes sense. So Give them Hall C. 
<laughs> yeah. Alone. Yeah, okay, they would have anyway. they would have probably taken up the entire ballroom. Yeah, that's the idea. So but then then what, we alienate about what two hundred vendors or something. Uh, they like they that? go in the parking lot. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Let's see how well that goes. But okay. um yeah, we, we finally um got to the right people and uh I think that was a great achievement for designer content. So the deal was that you just they're just vendors. Like yeah, they're, they're, they're vendors. Part of, part of the event. But awesome. we also solidified the deal that, look, we want exclusives. We want to do things. Last year was our first year doing it with Metacom, and you know we kind of just dipped the toe in the water. And um, this year we were able to accomplish a lot more because they were able actually to see the show and see like how people are buying things and going to the show and are huge fans and so the gamble paid off it paid off it paid off big and that's when we were able to go to them and go like all right let's do this and let's do that so you got the cow and now you're just slowly milking it slowly (laughs) yeah yeah. slowly grabbing teeth okay way to go just enough don't want him to freak out don't want to freak out with the cold hands don't want to freak out yeah (laughs) Uh, so yeah, so that's number four. That's awesome! Wow, um, we said that at the same time. I know, Jinx. Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. no, we're so yeah. such big nerds. <laughs> um, all right, number three, uh, Kevin. You're going to need to help me out on this one. What What do you think is number three? Oh, that that that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Uh, number three is the moment that we realized that the show was big enough where we made it a two day show. Mm. Yay. That yeah. was maybe four or five, four years ago, five years ago? Yeah. Five? I think five, five yeah. years five, ago. Maybe, yeah. Maybe five, yes. Now maybe. it's a three day show. Now it's a three day show. But the, the third day, which is Friday night, yeah. is VIPs only. Right. So it's VIP night. But my philosophy was always like you cannot make the show a two day show unless somebody walking the show can't finish the show in one day. And when we. When we grew to a point where we were like, okay, um, we we have enough people saying like, man, I love the show, but I I had I didn't have time to walk all of it, and like you know it was a Saturday only show. And it's like oh, it would be really great if you could do Sunday too. And like, really, you would come both days? Like, yeah, absolutely. So, um, oh yeah, and oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. I have Kevin here. Um, And it also helped. Kevin has brought up a good point is a lot of the vendors that we got from the East Coast and from International would not do the show unless it was a two-day or longer show. Right, right. It's just not worth it. It was crazy how how many Japanese vendors you had in Pasadena. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this event is way smaller than a lot of other events, yet this is their choice is that they come to Decon. And I was always like surprised yeah i'm like whoa you're here and it's like part of it is the affordability yes uh you know maybe it's also yeah two days right Mm -hmm. yeah but uh it was like not just three vendors it was like a dozen maybe came from japan or something like that yeah and i was like dumbfounded by that like what the hell they're all amazing yeah yeah so if you're into those toys man you're wet so fooby there. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You know, I remember you long time back in the toy break days. It was one of those. That was one of the words that you struggled with. <laughs> or, what was it like? Safubu. Safubu. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you almost saying boo boo. That's kind of nice. Safubu. Mm. Bias for us. <laughs> so, uh, so that's. But now three. it's like part of the lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know? it's in it's in my vocabulary. Wow, that's a that's a pretty good one. So yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so that's number three. That's a that's powerful. Uh, number two 
Um, well, yeah, I guess that's a good number two. Uh, number two was when we convinced Kid Robot to give us our own Dunny series. Oh, and that, that, but that was a controversy to a certain degree. Wasn't that, there really wasn't any controversy to it. <laughs> okay, I mean, like, I, I'm just, you know, reciting, like, from a previous, another podcast. So, I have no idea. So, wait, I, what I, happened? I have no idea. Wait, but, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> when was that? The, the Duddy series was last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so uh, we, we teamed up with Kid Robot and we curated oh, yeah. I got a, you. a whole Dunning series, and we had amazing artists. Yeah, that Chet Zara one was great. Yeah, it was. Was, his, was that also Flat Bonnie? Was yes. one of theirs? I have that one. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, Flat Bonnie's first Dunny. It was yeah. Chet Zara's first Dunny. It was a lot Jerome Liu first Dunny. Hyperactive yeah. Monkey. It was. Um, it was a lot of people's first Dunny. That's really cool. Yeah. How did you pick the artists that you chose? Because some of them that you picked are not giant, the biggest artist names. Yeah. So the artists that we picked, and this is actually Kevin is reminding me of this. Is that we decided that we would go with the artists that have been part of DesignerCon for a long period of time. That's awesome. So we had people like uh, Greg Simpkins, which has done a Dunny before, but people don't know that he's been doing DesignerCon for years. Mm. So we were lucky enough to get him. But you know, then we also had Brandon Ragnar, mm. who had been designing badges and billboards and posters and all kinds of things for DesignerCon. Since the first one, so we got him involved, and you know, Flat Bonnie's been involved, and you know, Hyperactive Monkey, and you know, all these guys have been involved. So it was a chance for us. It was kind of like, a, hey, thanks for being part of this show and making it what it is. You know, would you like to do this? And it worked out really well. So, can you use that same idea with Metacom, or are they just looking for big names? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, I mean, know. if you if you look at the the bare bricks that have been um, leaked out uh-huh. or so, previewed I, so far, um, you'll well, see that Luke Chu is a big artist, so that one's a, a gimme. I would I would not be surprised at this at all. I'm you just, know, every but, artist but you know at DesignerCon is a big artist. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't know. nice. At least they are oh. to us. Thank you. Oh. Yay! Thank you. You love all your vendors. <laughs> Actually, we do. We do love all, all of our vendors. Because I always say, without our vendors, there would be no show. So sure. we, we do love them all. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's like we're, we're thinking doing the same. The, the thing is with Metacom, we can't go as large of scale as we were able to do with, with Kid Robot. You know, Kid Robot, there was, I think, 14 designs and multiple colorways. Well, and the thing is, the thing is we, we still submitted a list. The list originally to Kid Robot was way longer. Yeah. And mm. they had to be, because artists like yourself, Luke, you've done a lot of Dunnies. I've done a couple, yeah. yeah. So they're like, well, he's done a couple. Let's give somebody that hasn't done any yeah. a shot. Oh, yeah. done any Dunny? Done I got you. No. Also, Good like, pun. you know, my <laughs> I've already done two Dunnies, and they're both essentially the same kind of design. <laughs> and, like, and I just don't even know what yeah. I'd want to do Good with thing it the anyways. Bear Brick is very original. <laughs> 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 we had a list too. Yeah, for Bearbrook we had a list too, and it was I, I it was tre- cut tremendous. Because really? I, I mean, Metacom's history to me seems like they only want to work with certain big artists, like you know, with a lot of re- you know, like most. They're, I've never seen an unknown artist doing doing a Bearbrook yeah, unless they paid for it. It's actually it's funny. Know? I mean, if you look at the Blind Box series, a lot of the artists in there like cause. 
Well, yeah, I mean, but I'm talking about like if even if you look at the current like series 36 and 37, there's a lot of artists in there that are like maybe they're big in Japan, but like mm-hmm. in the in the West, they sure. they they really don't have a name yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but those things barely sell out here, right? I mean, it's hard to uh, get. <laughs> people who know I've, buy them, yeah. but you know, sometimes we used, to, we used to sell a ton of them, but then they got hard to get, and now they're kind of getting. They're back out here a little bit. But you know what I love about the blind box bear brick is the price point. Yeah. No, they're the... That's, they're that's, so... That's, to me, the gold standard of blind boxes still How much bear are they? Brick. They're like... Seven, eight dollars yeah. or something. Under yeah, ten, right? they're under ten. Usually they, should they be under sell 10. for like five ninety nine or something six like ninety nine. That. Yeah. That's a great price. And mainly because they... they not Yeah, the, the shape hasn't changed. Yeah, and there's they no, don't like, modify the sculpt. No. You know, they yeah. will not do that. Yeah. They won't. So... So that was that was a big thing. That's that was, awesome. That was what number number two, mm-hmm. and the number one thing I would say the number one moment for me, Eric. at least for Designer Con, and I'm going to have to go with this one was the first year we did it, and when that show came to an end, and I felt like this is awesome, I could keep doing. When this. did you have your first show? The, so the first one was actually called Vinyl Toy Network. Okay, so you you count Vinyl Toy Network yes. as part of uh, so as this part like of twelve years ago, maybe or something? yeah, that was like thir- this, fifteen years, almost well, like fourteen this, years ago. This year is our fourteenth year, yeah, counting 14, Vinyl 14. Toy Network. Yeah, and Vinyl Toy Network was literally in a eleven hundred square foot room. Yeah, with like I remember like eight. T- I, I was there. You were there. Yeah, eight tables, yeah. like around, like you know. I remember, like <laughs> thinking, like you know who else was there? David Horvath. Yep, he's commenting right now and said he was in that. He was he, there. He just said that, yeah. You can go to our Flickr. Yeah, we use Flickr. And you can see Flickr. pictures from the show. And David was so cool because, you know, like he was Because <laughs> he's listening. He's listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, aside from the fact that he's listening. But he, it was awesome to have David Horvath at the show. He said it was a half circle or something? Upstairs, yeah, it was, like a, it was like yeah. a U. We set up the tables like on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a horseshoe. Yeah. And we had like... Mixie Bang and Alpha Cult and uh, even like Meltdown was there, I think, because they had necessity toys. But the reason why it's like the number one for me in terms of like decon history is because I just remember like, wow, I don't know if anybody's going to show up to this thing. I think the attendance was like maybe, maybe 100 or 200 people. Right. Right. And I was thinking like, wow, this is so great. And look how many people showed up. And we're just bringing the community together, and this is fantastic. Let's do it again. And that was, that was like, my number one moment. I will always remember the first year. Awesome. Wow. Wait, when, which, was, which show was it where you guys did the October Toys, like, that Penguin custom show? That was, oh, that was their show. They, they actually... But that was part of Final Toy Network or Designer Con, right? No, because um, they had their own show, which I think was held at either Alpha Cult or Mixie Bang. Because I remember, or okay, but I, then they did. Then they no, brought th- a couple over to to VTN. Yeah, because October oh, so it was Toys, a VTN show. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a yeah. VTN show. Oh yeah, wow. Decon only changed back in, or VTN changed to Decon in two thousand nine. Yeah, so it's our 10th year for Decon and our 14th year in general. Um, So David Horvath says 100% that should be number one because you took the leap, Ben. That's what he wrote. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I I was hoping that, like, you would bring up VTN because if you didn't, I would bring it up. Yeah, VTN was was awesome. But we had to change the name because 
everybody that was not in the vinyl toy market was like, oh, no, this is not a show for us. Uh-huh. And we, were, we had to, like, like, explain to people, no, you don't understand. Like, people that collect vinyl toys also collect your stuff. People that collect vinyl toys love prints. They love original art. They love skate decks. They love apparel. They love all this stuff, so you should come to VTN. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm, no. So when we changed it to DesignerCon and we said it's all things in the realm of design, mm-hmm. people like, oh, I get it. That's me. And then there's some yeah, people who obviously exactly. didn't get it too. Well, they were like, <laughs> let's see where this goes. Right. Let's see if you guys are around in 14 years. And uh, we are. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Just bigger and bigger every year. And that's my top five. That's awesome. That is great. Thank that you. is great. It's, it's you know it's interesting like yeah you know, I mean reflecting back on like that very first VTN and you know I, I, I need to find the pictures of that like they're I'll, they're there on Flickr okay. if you go to our Flickr page we have everything click on the albums and we have everything sorted by year wow and there was even a time where we did the show twice a year do you remember that we had spring spring th- VTN and oh, winter wow. VTN and what would happen is. We, we would have an amazing winter show, yeah. and all the vendors would come back for spring, and spring was like, wah, wah. <laughs> it's, uh, something's not right here. And then we'd have to convince all of them to come back for winter, and we'd have a great winter show, and they'd come back for spring, and it would just this vicious cycle. So we, we were like, you know what? Forget it. Forget the spring show. People are concentrating on comic-con already at that point and it's like it's just not worth it so we stuck to winter and luckily it's worked out for us you know um i I, because like you know of the timing and the theme of designer con Mm -hmm. you know do you guys do you feel that like designer con is kind of basically like picking up the slack from like say a San Diego Comic Con or maybe even I don't need, I'm not sure what New York Comic Con's like. I haven't been back there in a long time. Yeah, me neither. You know? Um I don't know about picking up the side. I think we're just a different genre. Because like that genre the, used to be there though, right? Like Right, a, yeah. There used to be a, like a huge there's yeah. an art, a huge like thing. Sure. Like you know like like uh, you know the Gargamel used to go to San Diego Comic Con, right? right? And they stopped yeah. and they decided decon is where we're going. Yeah. Because and we I, told them like you guys want to save a lot of money, then just come to our show instead. And they were hesitant at first, and they tried it, and they're like, wow, this works. Yeah, this is actually – our audience can get in here easier. Uh, we can sell the same amount of product at the same cost, and we don't have to pay the prices for the San Diego hotel rooms. The flights to Los Angeles are a lot easier than flying out to San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah, And, um, yeah, the booths are, you know, a lot cheaper. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's in terms of that. Yeah, I guess we did kind of pick up the slack on that because, like you know, I mean, like you know, San Diego Comic Con, you see a lot of these small independent like toy companies like not even showing up anymore. Oh, yeah, they, they don't go anymore because the buyers aren't there anymore. The buyers, aren't, yeah, because yeah. I remember, like, I remember, I don't even know if there's so much. I mean, because like we talked about this um, earlier this year, um, Eric and I about like you know how they are managing attendees mm-hmm. right um wasn't it dean who kind of mentioned something like that had brought it up to you that like because we noticed like this year that there was a shit ton of people on the floor yeah it was busier very and, busy you know yeah. at the convention it was center. weird we didn't know why i actually wrote an email to the 
was it Sam Wallace or one of the guys that, <laughs> and they, they didn't, he said, I'll check into it, but he didn't say, here's why. Oh, I was we, like, let, we let more people in. <laughs> is, but can they do that because of the digital badge, knowing how many people are in there and that mm. there is more space? Possibly. I don't know. But that's yeah. what we thought. Well, that's, we I mean, know. that's the theory, right? Yeah. Like, is that like they have an, un, they, because of the RA, RFIDs, they have an idea of exactly how many people are inside the convention center at mm-hmm. all times and how many people are not. Well, not even that. The RFIDs can tell you exactly where they are inside the hall. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can track where people are. So what? I think the problem was is that they were like, okay, how can we track all these people? It's like, okay, there's an attendance level, but we know that a lot of them are spending their whole day inside panels. Yeah. So I think the RFID lets them see, like, okay, how many people are in panels right, right. now? And that means there's more people, floor space, perhaps. Right. And right. yeah. Exactly. And how many, you know, like maybe there's a 5% attrition rate that just aren't going to be inside that day. They went to SeaWorld or they went to something else. Right. Or they're just walking around downtown where there's all kinds of crap going exactly. on. Exactly. Right. Maybe yeah. they know and they're like, well, that's 5%. We could definitely sell more tickets. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. a theory. Well, it's, it, 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 uh, it sounds like yeah. a great theory to me because, yeah, I mean, like, it sounds like there was a ton of people. But the thing is that, like, I remember when they moved to a lottery system. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. It's that, hard to get into San Diego Comic Con. Right? Isn't it hard to get into DCON now? No. No. Okay. No, you can. You, right now, you can go to tickets.designercon.com. Oh, and no. Buy no I, oh, I'm talking about vendors. Oh. In. Oh. Um. Ooh. Um, okay. So let's hear it. So I didn't know this was a problem. So we we do have a wait list, but wow. the thing is, and and we've said this before, so it's it should come as no surprise. We curate the show, okay. And the reason is, we we don't do it because we're like we don't like you, so you're not allowed in the show. Eh. No, what we're doing it is we're actually saving a lot of these people a lot of money. Okay, so even though our show is not that expensive to do. We really know, like, okay, if this person comes into the show and tries to sell their products, and we look at everything. Like, when you apply for, a, like, a vendor request, we look at your Instagram, we look at your Facebook, we look at your website, we look at everything. And if we think that, look, this person has one pin, and they, I don't know what they're thinking. And I sometimes even email these people, like, hey, I took a look at your non-existent website so i had to go to your instagram and i saw that you sell one pin are you selling anything else and they're like sometimes we get a reply like no but we really want to be part of the show it's like no that's horrible that is a horrible idea like business 101 please do not (laughs) spend all this money to go to a show and travel and you know even and if you if you don't live near anaheim you're probably going to get a hotel room and you're going to spend all this money for what? Like, just come to the show and, you know, promote yourself or, like, do some networking that way. You don't have to have a booth. So we do curate. We we make sure that, and like I said, it's for the best because we're trying to save these people time and effort and money. And there have been times where I've told people, like, this is not a good fit for you. You really don't want to do it. No, 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 no. I, I really want it. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, 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 please let me in. Okay, fine. Here, here's where you go to register and get yourself a booth. And I've had those vendors Saturday night pack up their stuff and leave. Oh, and no. I'm like, okay, now you're doing me a horrible thing because sure. now I have an empty booth. 
And I get it. You didn't do well at the show, even though we told you you weren't going to do well. But why did you do that? Why did you pack up your stuff and leave? Like, I, like at least just battle it through. You know, just stay through the rest of the weekend. So, you never know what happens, right? You never know. Yeah, you might get somebody that comes in and goes like, oh, you guys make these. Well, what if we make these with this? Or, like, what if we change it? So you never know. Um, so in terms of is it hard to get into the show? Yes and no. Like, if you come to us and you have, you know, stuff that would really do well at the show and we see it, or we even just remotely think, just this much, like, think, like, you know, this is a little different. We really should see if this guy can do well at the show. You can get into the show. But if you're, like, you know, if if we could tell just by your social media and your online presence that you're just wishy-washy and you don't know what you're doing. And all you heard is like, wow, you, you have a pin or you, you have this one print and you really should go to decon and be a vendor. It's like, please just at least tell us like, why, why do you think you should be a vendor? Like we want to, we, we read every email. We go through every single request. We're not just like, no, no, no. And that's the thing. We love our vendors. We love every single one of our vendors because, you know, we want them to do well. We don't want a vendor to come up to me at the end of the show and go like, yeah, I totally didn't do any sales. Oh, and like, that's, that's the worst ouch. feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Eric, you'll probably, can, can, you know, agree with me here. Like, I walked the show at the end and I've come up to you and I've said, Eric, how'd you do? Did you do well? Did, did, like, did stuff sell? And, like, I sometimes have people say, like, you know, this year was a little little rough or, oh, no, like, I sold out of everything. I sold everything. It was great. Can't wait for next year. So, yeah, we keep all those things in mind because we care. If we didn't care, we just lay down a piece of paper that says, here's where you go to register for your booth next year. By the way, the price has gone up 30%. Thank you. Bye. But we don't. We don't do that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's your, there, there it is. Wow. <laughs> Boom. Nice. For all of you little whiners. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say it. I said it. I'm kidding. Come on now. So, so, you know, there, we all have a dream. There, there, there's something that I, I was a little bit curious about. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. No, I, I, I gave you a heads up. This is going to come up. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. First, Jim McKenzie says, Ben, bring it back to Pasadena. Boom. Jim, I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't bring it back to Pasadena because you know what? Like if, he's welcome to join us in Anaheim. Yeah, Jim, come out to Anaheim. How about that? Bring, bring, bring the wife and kid and have fun at Disneyland. Yeah. You know, uh, we had a lot of people say like, "You have to bring it back to Pasadena. You have to like, you ruin the show." <laughs> All I gotta say is like, if you guys enjoy vendors like Metacom, then, then you have to enjoy the fact that it's in Anaheim because we would lose so many of these international vendors if we moved it back to Pasadena. Right. We would. It's, it's just the truth. The Pasadena cannot accommodate. No. You know, There's the, just the not. Show anymore. Okay, so it's either one of two things. We either alienate all these independent artists which have supported the show for years and years and years and the smaller companies which have supported the show for years and years and years and we tell them, sorry, we're moving back to Pasadena, but we don't have any room for you because we've got to make room for all these bigger guys that are like the thing that brings in the larger crowds now. Or we tell the larger guys, see you later, and we lose half of our audience. Wait, why, why, why not the L.A. Convention Center? 
Oh, it's Sorry, what, uh, I circumvented your question. No, no, so no, no, no. This, what, is, this uh, is good. Good. This is good. Yeah. So, I'll, so we did look into it. Right. Because it's closer and for a lot of us LA people. It is. Um, Many but of us. there is a certain event called the LA Car Show, which happens every year the same time as our show. And the, oh. yeah, the LA Auto Show. Yeah, it's And big. we can't, like LA Convention Center won't do anything about you, it. You can't move your show a week earlier or whatever it is. Or They take up the entire month of November. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. That's a lot of cars. Yeah, I guess so. So. Jeez. And Anaheim... Yeah, it's a little bit of a drive. Yeah, it's a, it's a drive for you. I mean, you're, it's a drive for you, too. Yeah. yeah. But you're in Burbank. Yeah. <laughs> Glendale. Glendale. Well, so, sorry, I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's... And anybody that's compared the two convention centers in terms of parking and just walking around and just, like, cleanliness, Anaheim just has L.A. Convention Center beat. You know, I, I I do like the Pasadena Convention Center more. But oh, you mean Anaheim? I'm, no, Pasadena. Oh, Pasadena? I, I like the Pasadena Convention Center more just because it's like 15 minutes away from me, surface streets. Uh, I know where the parking is. It's like right across the street. But it's small. You know, and it's intimate, you know, and uh, you're walking distance from Old Town. Yeah. You know, but I get it. Yeah. Like, you now, know, what a lot of people don't know, and this is... You know, I guess since we're talking about it, let's talk about it. We tried to increase our footprint in Pasadena. We really tried. And don't get me wrong. We love the guys in Pasadena. So this is no way of me like bagging on them. But we went to the, we went to the convention center and we basically told them like, can we do this and this and this to increase? Like we were willing to go into like another building. We were willing to spread it out in a certain way. And they wouldn't do it. They even told us if we had done the show last year, we would have lost Hall C. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. That's so look. So. Whoa. Look, but here's the thing: we don't we don't like to talk about it because what's the point of talking about it? It's it's the situation. That's what it is. You know, people just need to understand that there's there is a reason why we do everything for the show, and it's not just to piss people off. Like, we love our vendors, and we love the people that show up to the show. We love our attendees. And we're not just doing things to be like, ha like, screw you guys. We're moving the show. No, it's like, no. We try so hard. We loved Pasadena. Yeah. But we didn't want that line outside. We didn't want vendors complaining to us that they couldn't get in. We didn't want all these international vendors turning us down because there was no space for them. And on top of it, the city comes back to us and basically says, we don't have any room for you. And when the city tells you that, what are you supposed to do? Oh, let's put a tent outside and like put vendors outside. You know what kind of chaos that would cause? Like, why am I outside? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's like, cold outside, too. You nev- you'd never know. We've had years where it's been pouring rain. Yep. I remember we, the rain year. Yeah. We yeah. had years where it was 100 degree heat. So we've had everything. It's it's November in California. That's yeah. what it is. Right. So, you know, there's a reason we do everything for the show. And it's like, I, I, it's for me, it's sad when I hear people complaining about it. Because, like, clearly, 
for a reason, people don't know everything that goes on uh, behind the scenes. They would never know. And that's yeah. great because we don't that's want people to know. There's oh, so many things that we happen. Want, we want to know. That's what we're asking. <laughs> I mean, I, I could tell it, but there's like, yeah. there's a laundry list sure. of things. Like Kevin, before he joined, he was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll help Decon out. And then he realized what kind of, oh, it's yeah. a monster, what kind right? of a pile of shit he stepped well, well, into. So. Like, Eric just asked me earlier before he came in, he thought I'd come here once in a while. I'm like, <laughs> No, I'm here. He's every here every day. day. Yeah. Since 2016. Yeah. He's stuck here. So, but that's the, you know, I always say that if we're doing our job right, nobody knows all the things that go into doing this show. Yep. They don't know the, the just goods like, and the bads. Just yeah. like nobody knows what goes into throwing an art show in your gallery sure. or running a retail store. They just know that when they go, they have a great time, a great experience. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So to us, too. to us, that's that's the key as well. So be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my that's my takeaway point. Please just be nice. Don't yell at us. <laughs> Go for it, Luke. Okay. So yeah, you know one of the. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that thing. Okay. Like, look. All right. So. You know, one of the things that you were very, like, adamant about in uh-huh. 2017... Here we go. <laughs> ...was, you know, like, hey, Funko is going to be a part of Designer Con. 2017? You were saying this, in, uh, advertising this in 2000, like, or maybe early 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you were, you were like, okay, yeah, so 2018, you were kind of, you mentioned this, like, back when, on, on your show, Toy Geeks. Yeah. You're, uh, not only do you, we even had Mike Becker on the show. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah, and you know, and that was like, hey, we would love Funko to be a part of it because there's a lot more to Funko than Funko Pops. Yes, but no Funko Pops in Decon, right? And um, apparently, I, I found out um, a couple, like maybe a month ago, uh-huh. when I was talking to Scott Tolson. Yeah, like oh, that Scott, that guy. <laughs> That text dun, right dun, now. Dun. Scott. <laughs> Funko Pop exclusive. There is a Funko Pop exclusive at our show. Yeah. Now, okay. Um, I, 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 I am not an anti-Funko Pop person. Okay, good. I, I'm not. I, I believe that they have a, a, a big... They're going to play a big part in the evolution of this you know, art toy, art uh, toy collectible, collectible toys kind of thing i mean they already are like one of the biggest collectible toys in the world right now yes they are yeah you know but like what what made you kind of what 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 is this exclusive and why did you decide to backtrack on that so let's let's back up here let's go back to 2018 last year where funko was involved in the show and they came into the show as saturday mornings Mm -hmm. which is it was a brand new thing um that funko came up with which was the cereals and when they approached us, like, yeah, my initial response was, no, we don't want Funko at the show. We don't want, like, the main thing that we didn't want was, like, this big Funko booth selling a hundred different uh, pop exclusives or shared exclusives. And there was a constant line and crowds and running to the, and it was just like, I'm like, oh, man, no, we don't want that chaos. So when they came to us and they explained, look, this is something really new and we're going to make it really cool and just trust us on this and here's some of the stuff that we're thinking. I was like, you know, this is actually pretty fun. Right. I like this. I like the cereal idea. I actually have a couple of the cereal boxes. I think they're really cool. Yeah. 
Um, so we worked with them on that. And we put them in a section of the hall where literally if you didn't go, if you didn't know that they were like there, mm-hmm. you probably could have even missed them. Mm. Be- and, you know, the Funko people came. And what we also noticed was that they would come to the show, they would buy their Funko cereal or T-shirts, and then they would go walk, walk around the show. Mm. And it introduced a whole audience to our world, right. which is the key thing that we're trying to do here. Right. We, we, the way to keep a scene alive is you introduce the scene to new people. Absolutely. So that's what we did last year. Okay, now this year, uh, Funko is not part of the show. Oh. And uh, they're not coming back to the show. They're, they don't have a booth. They're not selling cereal. They're just, they're not doing it for right. whatever reason. Oh, you didn't know. We don't know. Yeah, but we're speculating that the reason why they're not doing it is because they're too busy. Uh, that they're too busy planning the opening of their Hollywood store, uh, which is actually opening up the weekend before Designer wow. Con. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Now, what we did do this year was... Um, we we basically talked to the Hamels and we're like, we really want to celebrate Mark Hamill in the sense of like his uh, voiceover acting career. Mm. I think it would be really cool. The Star Wars movie's coming out, but let's do something completely different. And when we found out that, yes, we got the AOK from the Hamill family and, you know, um, there's also things involved with Nathan, which I've worked with in the past. Yeah. And... Um, we basically said, let's do this art show. And luckily, we found out that there is a pop that they made, which is the pop that has the Nathan Hamill Lava Bear shirt on it. Mm. And we're like, well, can we have that? And we, got, we actually got lucky because that pop was supposed to be for New York Comic Con. Oh. And it didn't make it. Oh. So they're like, well, look, you guys are doing this art show. Why don't we just bring this pop to, the sh- to your show then? Mm. And tie it all in together. And the other thing that we're doing, which nobody really knows about, is that the actual shirt is going to be for sale too. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it comes in a Funko box. Oh, wow. So um, that, that's something that we'll be announcing very soon, or should I say we just announced it. But um, it all ties in together. There's, like I said, there's a reason for everything. Now, are we getting hate for this pop? Yeah, we're getting so much hate for this pop. Wait, can you explain why? Because people think that because we have this Funko Pop and because of what I said, that <laughs> this is totally destroying the show. I totally don't care about anything else. This is a total money grab, as somebody said. And we just don't care. And we're just, forget it. Funko, come on. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> it's like be, people don't tie the two together. I mean, this is this is all part of this art show and this celebration. And it's, it's a really cool thing. And yes, it draws in the Funko crowd. But guess what? They're going to pick up this, the, this pop exclusive, which they can pre-order. So which means they don't even need to stand in line. They just have to, they have to come to the show to pick it up. Right. And the reason why we did that is because we want these people in the door. Right. We want them picking up their pop and then going to shop around. We even told them, you don't need to go pick up your pop when you get to the show, you can walk around the show, buy everything you want, and then right before you leave or the next day when you come back, you can pick up your pop. It's secured. It's there. Nobody's going to take yours. So why not? Why not do that? Like, 
I, I don't understand the... Because the... they have to run to the um, parking lot to put it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. They want to get it right away. Dude, Fast as possible. They're already right? on eBay. Oh, That's the funny okay. part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. A, they're, they're already on eBay. So, uh. so in terms of the pop, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. You it know? just seems kind of small, like, as a object-wise to get that upset about. If there was, like, right. if you said, hey, there's 100 exclusives... Then yeah. I think you can raise an eyebrow to that. Yeah. It'd be kind of crazy. It'd be kind of awesome, too. Yeah. You know, I'll raise my hand, make one with us. But, <laughs> but no, seriously, if there's a hundred, but just one, and I think it's not even that much of a, I don't know. Yeah. It's, and <laughs> to me, it, sound, it sounds like not, not enough to get mad at. Yeah. You would think, right? Yeah, I, I would think so, just objectively. But, but look, you know? look how angry Luke is right now. Look at him. He's just steaming. Oh my gosh! Calm down, Luke. Just calm down. Just I'm take so frustrated with you, Ben. Here, just hug your bear break. I want a refund be... from my fucking booth. I want to cancel all the stuff that I like. Have you Luke, know, Luke made, just canceled made, his bear break. You, you, so you could, I got an idea. Don't cancel. Just give me, give it to me for my booth, and you, you leave. There you go. I'm good. Perfect. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. No. See, no. I, no. You know, I, I like I was saying. Like you know, I, I don't. You know, I don't hate the the the, the Funko Pop. Um, I don't know how many people that follow me that have the word Funko somewhere in their, <laughs> you know, Instagram name. And so like, and that's there when, you go. when I realize, like, you know, so, they're here because of, do you want to hear something really funny? Mm-hmm. And I've, I, I haven't told anyone this story. So in 2018, when we were planning everything with Funko and the whole serial thing, mm-hmm. They invited me to Funko Fun Days. Oh wow! I've seen in San Diego, yeah. and that yeah, it's insane. And I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know who these people are. They're all like crazy Funko fanatics. This wow. is going to be so weird, but I'm going to go so I can experience this, and then give my Funko toys to Kevin to sell. And <laughs> you know, this is live, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I know. There's no editing. <laughs> It's just a joke, people. It's a joke. Just laugh, for God's sakes. Um, but you, you want to know what happened. I went to the event, and instead of seeing all these strangers, which I don't know, I saw so many collectors or people that I know in the toy scene that either own stores or are involved in toy production or are involved in... So many other things in our scene, in our scene, and they're they're all there. Right. They're all at this Funko Fun Days thing, and I'm thinking like, wow, like this is this is insane. Like this is the thing that we're all supposed to like hate, and yet all these people are here. How is that? And I, I remember even one person came up to me and goes, "Hey Ben, how's it going?" I'm like. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not here. Don't, don't, don't look at me. Don't say my name. And they were like, I, I kind of made a joke, like, kind of like that. Like, no, no, no. I was like, just don't tell anyone I'm here. It's like, and they were like, dude, you know, just, they, they kind of said, like, in, in not so many words, like, just embrace it. Just let it go. There's so many collectors that buy this stuff and so many people that, like, collect the, either it's the mystery minis or their favorite movie or sure. whatever it is. And, they just have so much fun with it. And like, why have this hate? And it, it kind of resonated with me. Like, you know, this guy's right. In a way, he's right. Like, I could totally hate this platform and totally hate this toy, which, 
you know, in a way I'm like, yeah, it's, ugh, it's Funko Pop, whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's like, I don't have to buy it. It's there. And like you said, if it's a stepping stone for people into our toy world, then why not? Right. Why is nobody screaming about the fact that Futura, Futura just did a Funko Pop? Yeah, like some collab, right? And not just one. Yeah. Three? Like, there's like three? the I Boba Fett, the Jawa, the, the, the Darth Vader, the six-inch one, the T-shirts, the socks, the bags. Why is no one complaining about that Ron English just did a, a Freddy Funko grin? Right. Like. I'm is, not. Well, I mean, aren't, aren't they? Aren't, aren't people complaining? I mean, are they? I, I would I would love to do a Funko Pop. I just what? don't think I'm pop enough to be Funko uh, to, to do one. You know, <laughs> but you know, you see, that's the thing. Like, they're they're co mingling into our world, and like, you don't have to buy it. You really don't. But it's like at the same time, like the collectors, what they're actually doing us a service here. They're introducing their audience to our artists, and then maybe somebody that buys that Freddie. Funko Grin says, like, this is really cool. Who the heck is this Ron English guy? And they start looking into it, and they start buying Ron English figures. Right. And it just opens up this world to them. Or they look at Futura, and they go, like, what do you mean this guy's been around for, like, 30 years, and he's a graffiti artist? What the hell is a graffiti artist? Right. And they start looking into it, and they're like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. That's our goal. Our goal is to introduce our world to new people. And... You know, if if companies like Funko help us do that, why would we bash them? Right? Right. I agree. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I'm, know whether yeah. our audience agrees. But yeah, I, I don't know either, know. but I, I agree too. Are they I'm yelling at you right now? Nope. Are they all yelling at us? No, they're silenced. There's nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's oh. actually no, no comments right now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. It, the comments usually show up at the very last minute. They get angry. It's bottled up. Burn him at the stake. I hate this guy. Yeah. Wait, so, we, we got something. You, you know, you usually do an exclusive toy every year. Yeah, uh, we, do, we do a few, actually. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do we like, have the, the mascot one? Uh, or what happened? Well, you have that? the Nitro's piece here. We right? have. Night? No, no, no. That's well. That, that was, was last, last year. year's, which is amazing. Yeah. Last year we did the Nitros um, T Rex. I think Kevin's gonna wow. Okay, run oh, out yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. grab some stuff. Sure. Okay. Uh, but I might as well show. It. Might as well, since we have a video feed, might as well show it some of it. So like, yeah. So this. It's okay. Reaching, reaching for it wow, here. There's art on there. Uh, there is not just art, but Andy Warhol art. Wow. This uh, this is an exclusive bear brick it, mm-hmm. that's going to be available at Designer Con. There's going this is the four hundred percent. Is it limited? Very it is limited. limited. Oh, it's got um, the uh, Warhol Mona Lisa. So you have print. to you have to run to the <laughs> to the Metacom area. Yeah, actually, yeah, right? you should because people do run to they the do run. on Friday. Yeah, there, there's there's people hustling to get which there. is funny because with the amount of vips like we usually can get like all the vips into the metacom booth oh wow on friday night which allows the vips to basically buy everything that they want right, right. uh but this is the 400 percent. this is the cmyk mona lisa bear brick all right so this is the colorful one. Oh, and we're gonna have this in a 400 100 pack as well as a 1,000% bear brick. What are you doing with the 1,000% version? Wow, of it? the big yeah. one. The big yeah. one. Yeah, you've got to have the 1,000%. I believe 1, it's a 28-inch. 
28 inch? Am I wrong? 700. Oh, hey, it's a Jason Franey. This is, hey guys. Oh, keep hitting the mic. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. So this is uh, in collaboration with Jason Franey, who is an amazing artist. And Scott Tolson. And Scott Tolson, who created our wonderful Vincent mascot. Thank you, you, Scott. You know what? He told me the story about Vincent. How he how he looked at George like and just drew him as a cartoon character. He looked at both you and George. No. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's 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 an amalgam of George Gaspar and George Gaspar's wow. beard and Ben. So that's cool. No. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. He never told me that. Yeah. He was like, "What are you talking about? It's not George." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So oh. it's Ben Gaspar. Ben Gaspar. <laughs> awesome. Or George Gretzky. There you go. <laughs> GG. Which well, is his initials anyway, yeah. so it's all good. So. Uh, and it's Ben Gaspar. Yeah, that's my initials too. So yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. It works. So yeah, that's. Um, so yeah. this will be available. At DesignerCon this year, at the DesignerCon booth. For those of you guys listening to the audio um, of it, this is basically is the mascot of Scott Tolson, uh, that Scott Tolson drew, of the kind of bearded, you know, artsy kind of guy. And like half of, a quarter of it's cut out. It's, cut it's, out. Our mascot's name is Vincent. 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 I, I never knew his name. Which is a grown-up version of our original VTN mascot, Vinny. Oh, so, so remember, yeah. So we barely he, he grew up and he became Vincent, and then, uh, but like you know, so it's gotten the Jason Freeney anthropomorphic kind of dissected treatment. Uh oh, I like the fact that Does this... it, didn't Cos get mad at this guy? Oh yeah, yes he did. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking Cos about. Cos watch. <laughs> yeah, I think he got dun, mad. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he got mad at this part. Yeah, well, but not like, at this, not at this doll, but no. this piece, but. I like yeah. the fact that like, like this is very nicely stylized. Um, oh, yeah. To like, it feels like it natural. It's a natural part of his, um, you know, his style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah of the style. Like, it, it, like it's like he's borrowing Scott Tolson's style, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it, and know? making a skull armature, yeah. skull, yeah. whatever. And yeah. Jason is really cool the way he works. Like we we sent him a three D output of this, mm-hmm. and like he did it all by hand. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Like. And we actually tried to have it for last year, but the timing was just off. And right. but luckily we have it for this year, hmm. so it's really cool. We have a lot of this year. Yeah, we nice. Yeah, the the mascot. So last year during the Kid Robot Dunnies, there was a mascot Dunny, which was designed by Scott Tolson. Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay, well maybe people will like it. We'll see. And we found out that people love it. They like love the the mascot Dunny. So we're like, you know, we really should promote our our mascot a little bit more because he is fun and people like to collect him. Mm-hmm. So we did the the Jason Freedy one. Then another thing that we're doing this year is if you love the 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 three inch dunny, you'll be able to buy a version that's five inches this year. Mm. So that'll be available. Nice. And then we also went back to our friends in Japan and um we are doing two things. With Metacom, we're doing the, the Bear Brick, mm. which is something that every VIP will receive. Every VIP and MVP will receive in their box. And, MVP. Ven- and, and vendor? Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to talk and about that. And vendor. <laughs> I don't know if we made that many. Oh, okay. Wait, but, what's uh, that? Wasn't MVP? Wait, in... how about vendors who've been vending for like over what, two years? For you? Eric, we'll, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Anyway. All right. So... 
So you'll you'll receive that. MVP is the one that buy the special Mark Hamill. Pre, oh, they cool. they pre buy the pop. Oh, okay. So that's the MVP. Oh. Um, and um, and then also, so we're doing the bear brick, and then we're also we also went to a Sofubu factory, <laughs> <laughs> and we are actually getting our mascot done as a Sofubi character. Wow. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, nice. Like real nice Japanese vinyl. Like cool. legit Japanese. Like vinyl. legit. Like we went to not the, soft vinyl. Like we Sufubi. we went to like multiple factories and we're like, no, you're too big. We need the guy that's like literally working in the back, just doing everything by hand. And we picked the smallest factory we could find, and we did it there. I almost died. In Kevin almost died in there from the, from the fumes. Wow! Wow! So yeah, so we're 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 doing a lot with our mascot this year. It's pretty awesome. That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, I mean, he's ready made for you know toys. Yeah. Would you buy this? Yeah. 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 yeah actually, I, I would. You know, it's. I think like you know, it's. Uh, I think it looks good. I, I really like. <sighs> okay. Should I should I go there? Go there. Uh oh. <laughs> go Luke. Go. Oh boy. Bring it. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, like okay. Um, personally, I got kind of tired of a lot of the like Mighty Jacks, Jason Freeney stuff. What? Yeah, I know. Shocking. Like, I am the only one. How much hate are you getting right now? Like, how many people are hating this right now? But the thing, and the reason why is because uh, it just looked like the same design that slapped onto a different, you know... Yeah, but you like, know, a, a different like you know DC character over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Okay, you know, and I feel like I could definitely see that. I feel like I see the effort that Freeney did on this one, like when he did the Barbie and everything. Right, exactly. Like going back to some of his older stuff, you yeah. know, and like, um, and so. Yeah. But you know, the thing about those characters is that I think they made he made those for the general market. Well, that, not only that, but I kind of feel like, you know, basically they just got the, once he did one, like, you know, they just slapped it on a bunch yeah, of other ones, I it mean, seems like. There's you know. still effort that goes into it, and there's still production that goes into right, it. Right, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, but. They wanted to, like, like, how do you take, like, Jason Freeney and make him more accessible to, like, the general toy people, you know, without kind of freaking sure, them out. Sure, so sure, So I think sure. that's look, kind look, of what look, they look, did. Hey, I, look, I'm. Kudos to his success. Yeah. Seriously. Like, you know, I'm not saying it's unwarranted. I'm just saying that as an audience and as a critic. Sure. You know, since, you know, I, well, we're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> active in this scene. Like, I think I, you know, I'm allowed to be critical of what I see being produced. I could see that. Sure. You know, um, I, I, I remember saying all that stuff and I was like, oh, really? You know, but like, you know, and like, that's not a slight against Jason Freeney at all. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, okay, maybe it's a little bit of a slight against Jason Freeney. I, I won't deny that. But like, you know, it's because it just seemed so repetitive, and especially like when you take when you're looking into characters with mythologies, mm, Okay, like DC characters. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, you know, Wonder Woman, the mythology of Wonder Woman is that she's made out of mud. You know, because she is a uh, a whatchamacallit, you know, she, you know, like she's the, made the, by the gods. Yeah, made yeah. by the gods. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, if a little bit of effort was, you know, put into like how they presented her organs 
you know, taking that aspect of it into the mythology, uh, uh, that aspect, it would have been really interesting. The Martian Manhunter, you know, like he's not a human being, you know, he's from fucking Mars, you know, <laughs> so like, you know, like do something fucking with, you yeah. know, you know, interesting. But the thing is, is that like, you know, even fucking Superman, like, you know, they, they you know, he's, you know, the man of steel. You yeah. know, like there's this like, you know, there, there, there's all these different things that they could have done and it felt lazy. Ah, okay. So did, okay. You do, did you do a Wolverine but put white bones in it? What? Did no, you, he oh. just did this DC. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if you did a Wolverine with just plain ass human bones, I'd be sad. Yeah, I would be sad about that yeah. too. But yeah. I think that's, that's what Luke is saying. Like, I know. They kind of went that route. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I never thought of it that way. Look, Luke's an artist. That's this is yeah. an artist brain right here. Yeah, yeah. So, we're, we're we're just regular. You know. Anyway, <laughs> but, know this, but this one's okay. Yeah, I like this one because <laughs> like I, okay. I, I, because, I like it because like <laughs> like the there, there's like little there's things oh, about no. the uh, which call like the rib the way the rib cages and the you know how geometric he is and the yeah. skull and it all fits together and I'm like oh I like awesome. that one. Well, thank yeah. you. You know, yeah. like it's you know like it, it it's. Kind of like in my in my eyes, like a return to like Freeney's like classic kind of like and knowing that he also sculpted it by hand and stuff like yeah. that. Kind of like he has the original. Yeah, he has the original. You know, it's like okay, that's good. You know, like I'm 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 happy to see like you know, yeah, yep. like work. Cool. It's all good. Yeah. Can I go back to a decon question? Sure. So, um, I think wait, let's see. At my booth, I think my sales have been. Well, they were at one time. I think I sold really well, and I think they've gone down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I attribute that to a either I'm I'm just not doing something right, or there's a lot of people but spending less money. Okay, how do you get people to spend more money? Which is kind of a ridiculous thing to ask, but you know, like a Zine Fest, people go there with twenty bucks, and that's all they're going to spend, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Comic Con, people go there with I don't know five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, and they're going to spend, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you keep your numbers at Decon to you know make sure people come to spend? Like, how do you how do you make that a like how do you Uh-oh. install that? You know what I'm saying? A pin pin event, people might bring a hundred bucks and spend thirty of it, and that's it. Like yeah. they're not going to spend two hundred dollars at a pin event, right? You know, the, I think the key is not so much about how much people, you know, how do we get people to spend more. I think the question is really more like how do we get more people in the door? Because mm-hmm. more people in the door means there's more people that are buying things, and that that's really our goal. So the the way that we do our marketing and the way that we, you know, get the name out there of the show and you know, we we get more people to announce it and, you know, share on social media and get us more followers and then therefore get us more people buying tickets. That's the key for us. Like, I don't know if you can ever control how much people spend, even though we do kind of promote the event as like, you know, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving. It's the weekend before Black Friday. So get your holiday shopping in right now. Right. So... <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. It's all right. Um, So yeah, so we kind of promote it that way. And was there enough last year? Do you think, or was that not enough people for like your taste? Like, did you want you want? I would have loved more people in there. Yeah, and we kind of planned on having more because the aisles, if you noticed, were so big. Mm -hmm. But then we also thought maybe we just made them way too big. So we changed the aisles, the aisle sizes this year, 
and uh, you'll see a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was also a transition year for us. You know, so a lot of people were kind of waiting to see, like, what's going to happen to the show once it moves to Anaheim. And I think the all the press that we got and all the positive feedback that was given after the show made a lot of people think, like, you know what, I'm I'm not going to miss this again. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out next year and actually go to the did show. You, were there people that did not have booths last year but had booths in Pasadena that, got, that kind of went, uh... Yeah, uh, there's there's I'm, a, I'm back. Yeah, there's a couple of people like that. You know, have, that are playing out. Told us like, yeah, just Anaheim's too far away for me, so I can't do the show. But they still come to the show. Like they don't mind coming to the show and attending. They just they're just not vendors because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, a vendor has to set up and they have to get a hotel room if they don't live close by. And mm-hmm. you know they. Yeah, there's there's more costs involved in being a vendor as opposed to being an attendee. But one thing about um, Anaheim, the convention center, is uh, the setup um, was actually easy. Like, yeah. like, like that's the one thing about it is setting up is actually really easy. Uh, I feel like the waiting isn't too long. Like you pull up in your car, yeah, that you unload your crap, get it to your booth area. It's really quick. And one thing I like about it too is every day as a vendor, I feel like. Being able to walk out through that back door instead of the front door mm-hmm. is the difference of all time. Because like yeah. now we, we get to, if you want to leave and go home, you can drive out pretty quick, relatively, but you don't have to mix in with the crowd, the people crowd. Right. You, you're going out the vendor door. That makes a big difference yeah. in, in like, you know, either like it just makes me relax more because I'm not like, oh shit, look at all these people. I got to yeah. fight my way to get to my car. Now it's just like walks your Do door. you remember like it's nice when the show I would end? That how how packed the loading dock would be like in Pasadena there would be a line yeah, of cars that'd be tough yeah and Anaheim has an entire parking structure and open lot in the yeah. back yeah just for our vendors yep that's why i like one thing i like about Anaheim is that cuz the convention center i did it once was it took me like maybe 2 hours just to get to load out or something yeah. just to yeah. get my car to the right place yeah. to load out i had to wait in a long line so there, there are a lot of yeah. pros to yeah. Anaheim. Yeah, that's one th- reason why I do like Anaheim uh, as, yeah. for, as a vendor. It's, it feel like it's made for really good for vendors there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank Anaheim, I suppose. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Because <laughs> you know, I do WonderCon too, and um, it's also easy for vendors yeah. there. They make it easy. And it's a totally different show, WonderCon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. No, they're not related. <laughs> but yeah. What else, guys? <laughs> We're running uh, into the wee hours of the evening here. Oh, okay. Well, you're a busy man. But um, <laughs> no, I've just got two kids at home. No, well, they might be watching. Well, these. Hey, Leo. <laughs> what do you, what, what, okay, so what would you say to a new toy maker? You being kind of involved in this for a while, like a you know someone who wants to get into it, because I know for everyone that's been doing it for years, there's always one that's just dreaming just to get in the door. You know, uh, we love the new guys. We love the new toy makers, and um, I would say that if you. If you want to be part of this scene, then, you know, DesignerCon is a great home for you, and we'd love to have you. But once again, like, we don't want you to go to the show without being ready. Yeah. So, you know, we, we want to see that, like, you actually have something to sell. and like. Yeah, but you're a toy maker. I'm talking about not just for decon, but, like, as a creator. What, what do they need to do? Like, What, what, what do they need to do? Yeah. You know, you're a pretty moderate artist. Maybe you're pretty good, but, you know, you have an idea. I want to make these, but who do I make them with? How do I do it? Or do I go first? You know, what's what's step one or two or three for these guys? Um, okay, well, I would say step one is: can you visualize your your character in three D? 
Because there's a lot of times where people say, like, I want to make this into a toy. It's like, okay, well, can you visualize it in 3D? Can you give us turns? Can can you actually see it standing up and things like that or sitting down or whatever pose it is that you can visualize it in 3D? If you can do that first step, then you're on your way. Um, in terms of production, uh, if you know how to sculpt, great. You know, it's... Fantastic when an artist can sculpt their own figure. Now, don't feel bad if you can't, because as Luke, I have test, never sculpted right, a single one of my toys. Ninety-nine percent of the artists are there out there are not Jim McKenzie, mm. and <laughs> <laughs> sculpting is expensive. Yeah, that it, part is really expensive. It is expensive, I mean, but you know what? There's there's a lot of people that do it, and there's a lot of like um, students that are studying 3D sculpting that do it as well. So you can you can find people that are learning like uh you know the pixelography yeah and, all that yeah. and you know you can basically cut a deal with some of these guys to do your sculpting now if you can't do that then yeah you can approach people like 3D retro like us <laughs> and you know we do need the turns those drawings of how the figure's supposed to look and we can get it sculpted and molded and cast and we can do all the production cuz we are a full production house but, you know, at the same time, you know, for for a company to do a full production, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. For Like, the sculpting fee is just a fraction of it. It's just the beginning cost. The real cost comes into the actual production. And if you want to get something produced in a factory in China, for instance, you need to do, you know, a thousand or at least a few hundred figures to get the cost to a reasonable cost. So as an artist, keep that in mind, you know, build up your audience. And if you don't feel that you can sell like at least, I would say 400, 500 pieces, then, you know, maybe look into companies that do resin castings and do a small run of resin castings that you hand paint originals, whatever, um, single color resin castings, things like that. Well, and, you got like artists like Suck Lord or yeah. even like, you know, wasn't Lamore Supreme? Lamore did it. All, yeah. Mostly everybody did it. Yeah. I mean, everybody's done resin castings of something. Right. And if you can sell, say, 50 of those, then maybe you want to think about doing a production run. But if you've made 50 and you're holding on to 40 of them, <laughs> Then, wrong design then maybe you want to redesign yeah. it yeah, yeah maybe yeah. you want to think of something else you know don't give up i'm yeah. not saying give up on your dream but like think of something else you know there's a lot of artists that you look it's funny because you'll you'll sometimes go to an artist and you'll look at their instagram and you'll hit a point where their design is completely different like you keep scrolling and you're like what the heck is this this looks nothing like what they're doing now and that was stuff that they did early on and they experimented and it didn't work. And, you know, they tried something new and it jackpot, you know, people loved it. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to go with this style. So keep trying things, you know, don't be afraid to do things, you know, find the character that people love. That's just don't give up. That's what I would say. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> wait we, we we didn't talk about this guy though oh this guy well yeah this is this is also a designer con exclusive so it's mar it's uh it is a matt gondek marvin the martian wow. uh deconstructed 
And this is so he had um, a colorway released last year, mm. and um, you know there were 500 pieces of those, and those sold out uh, at another show. And um, we went to Matt and we're like, "Hey, can we do this?" We changed a couple of things around with the sculpt because we wanted to make it better. Right. Um, we wanted to make it stand better and just like just a little bit more solid, so like it doesn't fall and things like that. Um, so this is this is technically a new, an, a revised sculpt of the original one, mm-hmm. and um, we made a very limited run of these, and they will be available at DesignerCon. Oh, yes, yeah. So is there like a full color version of it? The full color version was the original one. Oh. Yeah, it was the original vinyl figure that was made. And like I said, it was sold last year. Oh. Was um, it your production? It was. Oh. It was our production. But um, we wanted we, we changed a couple of things on this one. Black and gold is always a great Black secondary color. You know, awesome. I, I go there all the time. <laughs> there you go. And I then, learned from Bandai. You know, Bandai, the Japanese toy yeah, company. Yeah. Like They would do alternate colorways that were black and gold. Nice. And I'm like... Well, I see what you did there, Bandai. The other <laughs> thing is Matt's... Ha- the reason why we did Black and Gold is Matt's having a solo show at Avenue of the Arts Gallery in downtown LA. Oh, cool. And um, if you like this uh, small version, mm-hmm. then maybe you should go to the show and see what he's going to have there. Wow. Oh, I'm guessing there's a much bigger version. I don't know. Maybe. Wow. But I've seen pieces that are going to be at the show, and they look so cool. If you love Matt's stuff, then... You gotta go to the show. It's like incredible stuff. Nice. So, and he's gonna be at Decon doing his Clean Break podcast. Oh, that's right. He do, I heard he does a podcast too. Yes, he does. I, I, should, I should talk to him. I would love to have him on ours. I'm and sure he'd love to have you on his. Vice, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> there you go. We, I, th- mm-hmm. I think he's trying to get all the artists involved in that in oh. the little bear brick thing on his show. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Oh. You know what? Um, <laughs> be, before, we, uh, like, I think I think we should kind of like, you know, it'd be a shame if we didn't bring up 3D Retro, um, the what last was, standing art toy store in uh, <laughs> Southern California. <laughs> and, what um, a fool I am! <laughs> but like, one of the first things that you know you notice when you are approaching this building are the murals. Yes. Our murals, our uh, wonderful, uh, beautiful murals. And it also kind of brings up to, you know, something that you post. I have not, like, I'm really bad with Facebook, so, like, I don't care. I'm not able to keep up with all the updates. But, like, I know that the one, I think, there's right, I think, at the corner. Are you talking about the things that are are happening with the city? Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So, we have multiple murals. Um, you have a Matt Gondek, you got like Buff Monster, you got you Tristan, have Eaton, Tristan Eaton, Pursue, and, Command Z. Yeah. And we have two murals right now. Uh, a lot of people don't know that two are under attack right now. A lot of, they know about one is under attack. Right. And that's the Nychos one. Right. Uh, we have a, what is it, Centurion? Right. And, uh, or Spartan or something. Spartan. Beautiful piece. Yeah. Um, and he did it on a wall, which we. We constantly got graffiti on that wall. I mean, literally, we had graffiti. The city would come out and clean it. Two days later, graffiti again. The city would wow. come out. And, and every time, we would have to pay for this. So we're like, how do we stop this? Well, the rules of the street are if there's a mural up, you can't touch it. Unless you're Corey Helford Gallery. <laughs> Unless you're Corey Helford Gallery, <laughs> which is really sad, actually. Yeah, it's really sad. So, so what did they do? 
They have a, on yeah, their murals like they've got like Ron English murals and deface and, murals you know, and they get you know, defaced coats, all the time. Yeah, and they're constantly defaced. Yeah. Oh, so, I see. but we put up the Nitros mural and the graffiti stopped, and it brought in a lot of people. People love the mural, and um, you know we didn't get it like initially approved by the city. We got like some other parts. We got like parts of the other build, like of the building approved, but this one wall didn't happen to get approved. And the city, instead of being like, okay, look, we got everything else approved, they're kind of like doing a, well, you know, I told you you can't eat any cookies, and you ate a cookie, so guess what? No more cookies for you. So they're basically telling us that we have to take that mural down, and we're going to go to the city and try to convince them to let us keep it up. So you can't have murals on your own building in in this area? Yeah. Can, cause, can you put murals on your own building everywhere else? I feel like in L.A. No, you can, right? I, yeah, I think there's a... I mean, who knows? Yeah. But the other mural that's under attack is our Jason Naylor mural. Which and that's, that? that's the one with the hearts and the rainbows and all that fun stuff that's on the electrical box oh. on the other side of the alley. Literally, it's hearts and rainbows and like love <laughs> and yeah. like peace. Oh, and it's on a signal box? It's on a um, it's on an electric U- box. utility box. No, it's actually our property. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, but inside is like electricity. Oh, yeah, for yeah. the building and things like that. Right. And um, the city's telling us that that's offensive and just bad. Like we literally had somebody come up to us that lives in Burbank, but I guess parks his car here, and he said like. Like, he is scared to walk to his car <laughs> because of the hearts because and the of the hearts and the rainbows. Because, because, you know, hearts and rainbows bring out the worst in people, and he's afraid, like, at night to walk so to his car. So he's a homophobe. I don't know what he is. But, <laughs> oh. but he, wow. So right now, we're actually facing two murals under attack by the city. And we were filing an appeal because they basically ruled. And you can go to Glendale TV. GTV. So they did rule. They, they did ruled. ruled against it. The, so Glendale doesn't know how to deal with murals. So what they do is they send us to what's called the Review Design Board or Design Review Board, the DRB. And what they do is usually this board, what, what they do is when you're building a building, they have to review the design for mm-hmm. the building. Glendale's never dealt with murals before, so they sent us to this, and they're like, okay, let's review the murals. And they basically, their, their complaint was like, it's not that we don't like murals, it's the fact that you put these murals up on places that we told you not to. So that's their argument. And we're, our argument was like, look, you know, that one, we thought that was approved. And the guy basically called me a liar and said, like, I, I told him, like, I really thought that wall was approved. It's next to all the other murals. There's another mural right around the corner from it. And he goes, I don't, I don't accept that. Like, clearly you're lying. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, and then this mural, like I said, the wall wasn't approved at the time that we did the filings for the other one. So it kind of fell into that bucket of non-approved walls. But wow. Nichos was in town from Austria, and we had a problem with graffiti. And we're like, will you do this? And he's like, of course I'll do this. And why would we say no? But the city doesn't care about that. Mm. So 
Gotcha. You know, so we are, we're, we're going to be going through that and, um, you know, we're going to be asking for supporters to come out, especially if you live in Glendale, please come out and we'll tell you when we're going to be standing in front of the city council. Wow. And, uh, oh, you know, in that case, um, the more people you can bring would yeah. probably help you. Cause I think, I don't know how those meetings work. Do they, does each every, person, can each person get one yes. minute to speak? Every person I think gets two minutes. Wow. It's even better. So what you do is if you can get like 50 people to come yeah. and all 50 get a two minute talk, yeah. that's a, that's a hundred minutes literally. in your favor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's literally just, and if you're a resident of Glendale, oh, even better. better, even better. Yeah. 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 Cause that, that, uh, a very loud vocal minority can swing anything. Yeah, but we've I mean, already you know. been warned that like one council member hates murals. Yeah, but you know that one council member needs voters, right? So it's like one yeah. of those things. You know, you bring a loud minority of people who, uh, you know, they, they become anti that person. That they can it can grow like a virus, and that person could just become the bad guy yeah. overnight. I, I mean, <laughs> it, can it, happen. it happens. It, we were we were it's lucky really enough sad. that uh, Nichos posted about it, and yeah. like his post got over three hundred comments and. Yeah. Almost 13,000 likes. And, you know, we were going to show that to the city and try to be like, look, this is what you guys are up against. Mm-hmm. Like, we maintain our murals. You know, we coat them with sure. UV coating and we take care of them. We don't let them bad ha- anything bad happen. Like, that's part of our agreement with the city. We maintain our murals. But, like, for some reason, well, you heard the reasons why. But yeah. Oh, just gotta just gotta try to rally people if you can. Yeah, that's our you goal. Know, even yourself, Luke, should come. You can come and do yeah, that any, as an artist. Anybody, you're, you're a stakeholder. Look, kind we, of as an artist. So, you know. We had somebody that yeah. lives in yeah. Burbank. Sure, come to the Glendale thing and complain about it, and they gave him his two yeah. minutes, and he got to complain. And but as an artist, you work together. You you actually have a stake, in my opinion. Like right. you're actually yeah. like important in, in in this, and not just you, but other artists too. Yeah, Nathan Oda, all of them, all of the ones yeah. that do stuff with you, technically are stakeholders here at this place. So well, as soon as uh, we have a date, yeah. as soon as we have a date for that, we're gonna send yeah. an invite out, and we hope we hope that we get a good amount of people coming to support us. And, yes, and yeah. if you do come and support, you might get an exclusive. Right? Oh, I don't oh, know. I just added. I, 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 I don't know. Will there be punch and pie? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, there might be an exclusive in for you right there. You know? Punch and pie. There punch might and be. Pie, a, there might be gift know. gift bags and all kinds of cool stuff. Yep. There you go. You know, yep. it's worth it. But, but yeah, know, thank you for bringing that up. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's important to us. Yeah, uh, and I just want to encourage people to come out to check it, support 3D Retro. Thank you. Ooh. You know, it's a great. It's a really. You know, it's a lot of fun stuff inside there. You know. Yeah. We try. <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of art to see around the building. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of a destination, you know. We have a lot of locals come by our store and especially families come in with their kids. There's, you know, there's a lot of the art toys, but there's, you know, a good amount of like hard to find mainstream pop, uh, pop culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, not, not Funko Pop. Not Funko anyway, Pop. all right, right, right. But yeah, it's well, like. You do, you do carry some, some pops. We do. We carry some, mm-hmm. but picky about it. Sure. Yeah. Not, not nothing like some of the other stores out there. And you know, you have a pretty active Instagram. Uh, we do. You know, like you guys do the Instagram TV thing. Yeah, we do this just in with this just in. Yep. I I, I tune in whenever I like, get the notification. Thank you. Because it's I, I think it's funny. Appreciate that. You know. Yeah. So we have a good time. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's basically a show where like when you get stuff receive receive new inventory, you kind yeah of we show bust, it off. Yeah. Why not? Promote right. a little bit. Fantastic. Awesome. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, I think we've hit two hours. Just, wow. That's a little under, actually. Oh. We can, we can go, though. No. All right, we could go. I believe I need to go home to my loving wife and kids. So. Uh, but I appreciate you guys doing this. You know? yeah. it's like, uh, it was no. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, no, for, thanks, thanks for, for being coming out. I still yeah. want to appeal, appeal to the small guys, the, the smallest vendors. You know, do collaborations with them, too. Just keep them always in mind. Yeah. That's the only thing. Because I like uh, the fact that you did that with... Uh, the Dunny series. That's kind of, yeah. that's awesome. So just in the future, I hope you can keep doing that. We will. Yeah. We will. We will definitely keep yeah, doing yeah. that. Cool. So, yeah. So how do, can people find you? Uh, they can find us uh, on Instagram and Facebook at DesignerCon and at 3D Retro. And uh, if they want more information about the show, they can go to DesignerCon.com. And if they want more information about the store, they can go to 3dretro.com. Speaking of which, we are literally one month away oh, from oh the, the show. Literally. Like, I think the show opens on November 22nd. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad we caught you. You know what? Because, you know, between now and then. Pro- yeah, it's going to be. But procrastinators, <laughs> you still have time. Yeah. You have time. Yeah. You procrastinators. Can, like, people can still buy VIP passes. Yeah, they that, still can, yeah. And yeah. vendors, you could still do shit. You could still make something. You can still do it. Yeah. So, I yeah. was literally putting in sticker orders yesterday. So, so you have and, time. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You want to sculpt something? You have time. Make some, make some sculpty. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Make it happen. Yes. You know? And if you don't have a booth, just freaking go out there like with a show the, up with a bag full of money and yeah. drop it off. Or, support the scene. And with a, yeah. a handful of like, you know, small pins, you know, Whatever. go out there and pimp yeah. yourself out, Enjoy. you know. Yeah. You know, it's a blast, you know? It's a it's a it is probably my favorite convention. Thank it, you. Yeah. You know, like it's it's probably? a probably <laughs> Well, I mean like, you know, depends on what I'm looking for. Okay. If I'm looking for like sexy cosplay stuff, it's oh, my least well. favorite. But if I'm looking for like you know a really like you know enjoyable atmosphere yeah. like you know lots of fun creative art stuff you know which and is, it's not just a sausage party is it there's, no there's, there's, yeah right not. yeah there's fucking is. sausage party at no. all yeah that concert I went to with the polyrhythmic you know Richard Devine stuff that was a fucking sausage party <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but no. but designer con not a sausage party right. not at all we try you know, we try so. You know, um, you're and there's going to be a, an art show. You said of Mark Hamill's voiceover work. Yeah, the Hamilton art show will be there, and uh, and then we also have this year Beyond Eden coming to Designer Con. Oh, you oh, mean yeah. the anime? Uh, no, no. Be, Beyond Eden. It's the art thing. The art show. So basically, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that uh, the, the the thing that's not called Littletopia. Correct. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the orig- Yeah, it's the original uh, iteration of Littletopia. And um, we wanted to call it Littletopia, but then we went back and... I did not like that name. No? Uh, well... It's just not my favorite name. That's just a personal preference thing, but... Well, like... now it's Beyond Eden now. Okay. And uh, we got some great galleries coming this year. Oh. So this is our first year doing it, um, and we're going to see how it goes. And, you know, maybe the whole gallery... Because, you know, Littletopia is not coming back to LA Art Show. Yeah, I heard. Yep. I heard. Yeah. This, you know why? It's because LA Art Show kind of became Littletopia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't. You know how much fucking like you know like figurative art you see like all over that goddamn convention now. I, I like remember like like five years ago it was just like contemporary art. Yeah, contemporary it was all art, like fancy, and then fancy. this little fucking section like of figurative art. And now you go walk around the entire goddamn con and there's figurative art <laughs> everywhere yep. because Angelinos. Like figurative, art. we do. Yes, we do. We love it. It's born you know, and bred here. Yep, Ooh. yep. We, you know, we love our beautiful people. 
Well, yeah. now you can get some of it at Decon too. Nice. Bring it. I think it's. Yeah. I, I think that's great. I think that like you know bringing in that gallery kind of art you know element. Yeah. Into the thing kind of helps round out like what it is. Now we just need more apparel people, art people, toys people. Well, extra large. And then you could like go up to Complex Con and go, fuck you. I, oh. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Never, never heard of that show. <laughs> and with that, thanks everyone wow. for coming and joining and watching us. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm just speaking for everyone today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For everyone. That's even worse. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Go, Luke. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> and we are out. Yeah, they We're just out. cut the feed, I think. <laughs>